Join us this weekend for a special Rewind episode of the Hospitality Hangout with guest Karen Stutz, president and CEO of Native Foods. We chat about how Karen got her start at McDonald's, which was followed by leadership roles at Red Robin, Wendy's, Cozy, Applebee's, and more. You won't find a greater industry legend and pioneer than Karen Stutz. Great episode. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for joining us for Season 8 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen, making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. And together, we're the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. And Jimmy, I am exhausted. It has been a whirlwind of travel. I mean, International Food Manufacturers Association, Murtech, I mean, and, and, and now Vegas. I mean, we'll be doing so many podcasts in Vegas at RFDC. It is just great, great to be back in Vegas and finishing up a year of incredible travel uh, here in Vegas. It's the way to do it. And we got a great guest, great guest today. And we're going to have a really good time, Jimmy. I'm excited. I, am I, missed, well. I missed you, by the way, uh, you know, in Scottsdale, we, we, everyone was asking, where's Jimmy at the International Food Manufacturer Association with our friends from Nestle and Hershey and Pepsi. I mean, everybody was there and everyone's, where's Jimmy? I heard I missed uh, Perry had a little uh, rolling cigar action going on. And, rolling and, cigar? He, and rolling cigars. Oh. He had his friend there rolling oh. cigars and he is coming to New York in January and he is bringing us a whole bunch of cigars and we are going to have a blast with All Barry. Right. All right. Well, I'm enjoying myself here at RFDC. You know what I call this show, Shatsy? You know, I love this show. It's, it's, money. it's the money show. It's the money, money show. show. It's oh, the money yeah. Show. It's the money show. All right. All right. Enough about that. We've got a great guest. We're very excited for today's episode. Uh, today, we have our friend and the legendary Karen Stutz. Karen has held court at Wendy's, Applebee's, Brinker, Cozy, Red Robin, and before moving and settling into her current position as president and CEO of Native Foods. By what the way, Wendy's. So I, Wait, forget Wendy's. We, <laughs> I, I led with Wendy's. Oh, you I led, led with Wendy's. I started with Wendy's. <laughs> oh, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to that part. What? I told you. What? Yeah, exactly. What? I toned out. I toned yes. out. Yes, and that. Yes, that is quite a resume. Quite a resume. But before we get started with Karen, we're going to jump into our new segment, Trivia Tuesday. We release our podcast every Tuesday. We now introduce a new segment called Trivia Tuesday. All you Taco Tuesday people, stop sending us hate mail. Okay. We're not Taco Tuesday. We're Trivia Tuesday. Each week, we'll share a fun trivia question about our guests. And here's the catch. You'll have to tune in to the end of the episode to find the answer. So true or false, here we go. True or false, Karen convinced George Clooney to work a shift at Wendy's. Whoa, whoa, whoa. True or false, so, Karen so, convinced George Clooney to work a shift at Wendy's. I mean, I, I mean this is going to be – I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear the story behind this. This yeah. is going to be a big one. I mean, George Clooney. One. I mean, George really. Clooney. I mean, I think uh, you know, uh, Jimmy. Yes, that's one, good look, that's, that's one good-looking guy. Yeah. By the way, in the category of way too much information, way TMI. George Clooney's on my list. My wife's list of of, of five. My, oh, my wife. Really? My wife gets a list of five. George <laughs> yeah. Clooney's on the list. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I can yeah. see. I bet you yep. Brad Pitt on that list too. Yep. 
Yep. I could probably I could probably name the list. And you, let's know not, you know who's not on the list? I know Jimmy. who's not on the list. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's not on the list. That's who's not on the list. And I'm going to bail on that topic before I get myself deeper in trouble. Okay, Karen, we're going to bring it back to you. And I know you're now going, who the hell voted with these guys? <laughs> um, we'll let you take the lead. Can you please give us a little background about yourself and, of course, your elevator pitch on Native Foods. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. It's uh, already going to be a lot of fun. I can tell uh, just by the uh, by the introduction and uh first of all you had me a george clooney obviously and i think he's on everyone's list so no big <laughs> surprise there <laughs> i can true i can see brad pitt mine would be dave Grohl. i mean the foo fighters oh, my god oh, my, does my, it get any better than did that you, did, have you spoken to my wife are you reading my wife's <laughs> list? yeah i think there's a, there must be one list going around out there jimmy i oh. don't know i don't know but you know i think i i mean if i could go to a concert every night of my life i would do that but hey we're in the food business so we're working a lot of nights and uh, that's okay yes. too uh, but let me tell you a little bit about native foods and uh, just again thanks for having me you guys bring the energy you bring the entertainment and that's what our industry is all about and we got to remember that uh and uh and continue to think about that every day we walk into our restaurants but uh you 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 mentioned all the restaurants that i worked at which basically just kind of shares my age Next year will be my <laughs> my fifth fifth decade finishing in the business. So I've been doing it for a long time. And That's like 30 years, right, Jimmy? Yeah, I guess so. She started very early. She started as a taster when she was in kindergarten. She started very early. <laughs> Taste the nuggets. T try these nuggets. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is I remember, like, all of those products rolling out, right? I mean, high school, I was working at McDonald's. We were on Lake Street in Aurora, Illinois, one of the 10 – restaurants testing breakfast, trying to explain people what an Egg McMuffin was, right? We all know that now, but uh, that's how long I've been around. Uh, and can, you never do anything else. The, this industry is so much fun. I think if you look at my career, I followed the growth. You know, you started with quick service restaurants, moved into casual dining restaurants, and now fast casual restaurants. And you could also say now where I am today with Native Foods, plant-based. That's where the growth is. And um I think it's going to be fun to watch it, you know, continue to take off. Native Foods is this little wonderful brand. We call ourselves the OG of plant-based restaurants because we were around in 1994, long before anybody was thinking about plant-based restaurants. And our food's just fantastic. I hope you guys get a chance to try it when you come to one of our markets. We're in 12 restaurants in three states, uh, Colorado, uh, California, and uh, Illinois in the Chicago market where I'm talking to you today. And, uh, you know, we kind of got a different lane. You see a lot of restaurants right now starting to merge in, in, uh, the, in the plant-based space. And I would say there's six or seven of them that are all trying to be the vegan Shake Shack right now. Burgers, fries, and, and shakes. We're a little different. We're really leaning into vegan comfort food, delicious, nostalgic menu items with a twist. And uh, we just hired the chef. His name is uh, Chris Berkey out of St. Louis. The guy's a rock star, uh, confident. You know, I just talked about music. He's a punk rock band player and all that. Man, can he cook. And he's just bringing a lot more innovation to our brand as well. But it's a, it's a fun space to be in right now. So much innovation. And uh, just, I think, the best of plant-based is yet to come. I, I love it. I love it. And I, you know, just doing a little menu searching. Yeah, you guys are a lot more than burger. You got bowls. I mean, you got a whole uh, a whole slew of other foods and salads and soups and everything. So I can't wait to get out to one of those. But before we take a deeper dive into native and what makes 
what makes Karen Stutz tick? Before we do that, okay, <laughs> let's just talk about, you mentioned a little earlier, we know your illustrious career that Jimmy went over. You've worked at every single restaurant group in the entire world. <laughs> but you started at a little company called McDonald's as Mc, a cashier. McWhat? Mc, Mc, McWho? <laughs> and 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 before you get into it, so I want to know how you got to McDonald's as a cashier. What were you doing? How old were you? And when did you come up with the idea for McNuggets? <laughs> I heard that was your idea, Jimmy. That's breaking news. That's breaking news. They originally were going to call it something McCarran, but they went with McNuggets, and it was Karen's idea. Well, I, I wish that was the case, but actually, yeah, McDonald's was my first job. I guess first like official job. You know, we grew up uh, in a little in Aurora, Illinois, and uh, you know, we I'm I'm one of those people that's kind of about the American dream. We really grew up with. Uh, not, not a lot of a lot of means, but just my mom was incredibly driven and my dad was the nicest guy on the planet. So somewhere in between, I think I got that from both of them. Look, I was in high school. We were on the high school cheerleading team. McDonald's came in at a career fair and got us all to sign up. So that's how I started. My twin sister and I, we would drive our tandem bicycle, ride our tandem bicycle. I want to say, you know how we used to say like 14 miles to, uh, to the McDonald's, really wasn't that far, probably a mile or so. We had our uniforms on. I can remember the construction guys all like, bring me a Big Mac, you know. And all. <laughs> we, we just had a lot of fun working there. And, uh, you know, I, I think when I think about my career, I remember what my, I think they figured out my sister and I, maybe we were a little smarter than the people working there. So end of night, we were closing, we were doing all the inventory, all the paperwork, and uh, I my, called my dad. I said, hey, dad, you know, we got to, uh, can you wait a little bit? Um, we're going to be late uh, to, to pick us up because we were there closing. My dad would actually come and get us. But uh, I said, I've got $20,000 in my hand, 20000 in cash, right? This is in the 70s, long before <laughs> yeah. everybody was paying with credit card. And I think it was that moment when I look back at my career, because we were first generation college students, where, of course, your parents want you to be a dentist or a doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, between my junior and senior year, I went and interviewed three dentists who all hated their jobs. And I'm thinking, I love being in the restaurant business. Uh, so that was really one of the reasons I think, you know, my parents were like, yeah, there's some money there. Because back then, my dad had never even made $20,000 in his entire yeah, what, life. What did you do with that 20000 in cash, by the way? <laughs> see those earrings? Dad see those the earrings? Run? <laughs> see the earrings she's wearing? She still no, has those. I, I still want to know where the $20,000 went. I know. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I'm so, I'm so honest. I mean, yes. so it went right to the bank, but it was really pretty cool. But I think the other thing that, you know, you would walk in and I, we were there and I'd see these guys who were area directors, they'd come in and I swear, like they would, they would walk behind us because it was always the girls in the front. They called it the lobby, right? We worked the window and the guys always got to work in the kitchen. So they would come and they'd whip that bag open. They'd punch their, come on girls, let's go faster, faster. I mean, that was to me, the leadership skills that, skills that they brought. And I think, God, I can do better than that. But the thing that was exciting is they all had a brand new company car. And I thought uh -huh. that was something our family never had. So my first aspiration was just to be an area director so I could have a car, a brand new car. Hey, you know what, Shotzi, by the time 1980, I was driving a brand new Buick Century. I had oh. arrived. I had arrived. <laughs> so With that uh, was, 
Velour, velour bucket seats. <laughs> well, I don't think it was that fancy. I think you had to roll up and down the window still, but I was, I thought that was pretty cool. Then I joined this group called Women's Food Service Forum. They did a survey and said, how many of the women back then, there was probably only a hundred of us. It was early, uh, early on uh, in there would, would aspire to be a CEO. And the answer was zero. Nobody had thought about it. And then I thought, why not me? Why wouldn't I try to become that? And so think of the car you would get. I know. I know. <laughs> He's got to be the Buick Century, the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> you remember back in the days, like you know, well, again, I'm a lot older than you guys, but you know, the cars never were rust proof. So I remember even with my family, we'd ride in the, the 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 floor in the back would be like kind of rusted through because you didn't have the money to go to Z Bars. Yeah, they, I think they were stolen back then. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I particularly how you got the bug. You got the hospitality bug at such a young age. Uh, my first job, um, other than babysitting, uh, was was a bar back and a busboy at a local joint, and and that's where I fell in love uh, with the industry back when I was in high school as well. All right, listen. I want to I want to talk about plant based foods. Sure. In the U.S. alone, plant based foods is a seven point four billion dollar market. That was and a B, Jimmy? That was a B. That's a B. That's a billion. 7.4 billion. We're and big. they're going three times as fast as overall food sales at grocery retailers nationwide. Okay. Big number, big growth. And despite these numbers, there are still, you know, let's let's, let's be honest. There's still some uh, weary customers. Um, and we've all heard the myth. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I know why I got to, to share this story because uh, I resemble this remark, but that the excess soy in uh, some of these plant-based foods can cause man boobs. Yep. I said it. I went there. I said it. Man boobs. Um, I, I, I swear I've never heard that before. I swear I've never heard that. Is this true? Is this really? Are you making that up? I'm not making it up. You can Google it, Chatsy. Google is G-O-O. You need two O's, uh, G-L-E. Um, Karen, can you please not only be our myth buster, uh, but also uh, let us know your philosophy on plant-based at Native Foods? <laughs> Jimmy, you had to go there. I had to go. Definitely. That was dead. He definitely read it on Twitter last week. Every time we try to get that myth to die, somebody brings it up, but it makes me laugh. And yes, there are people that come in the restaurants every day. They just believe that. Look, first of all, it's definitely a myth. It's not supported by any type of medical literature. Jimmy, take off your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) No one needs to play a base for more than Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, whatsoever. Look, I mean, the scientific part of it, soy contains what they call isoflavones. Again, I'm a, a food nutrition major, so but they fall into this category called phytoestrogens. And so the minute you hear estrogen, right, people are thinking, oh, my God, it's going to create these man boobs and create this crazy myth. And, you know, and it was funny because it was starting to die down for a long time. And if you've seen that TV show called Blackish, yes. they, they had an episode where they brought it up and then everybody come in was kind of asking that same question where it, kind of perpetuated that myth all over again. So yes, guess we're asking about it. But, you know, soy is such a great, great, uh, I guess, a vegetable, the way you can think of it, right? It's a great protein, 100% complete protein. You kind of describe that if you've got all nine essential uh, amino acids. And, you know, I mean, you think about plant-based, everything that we have in our restaurant just comes out of your garden. How How much better can that food be, right? It helps you with lower cholesterol, but even if you didn't want to go with soy, 
Look at the innovation that's coming out, whether it's pea protein, fava bean, vital wheat gluten, so many great opportunities. Quinoa, all those things are complete proteins um, that really just give you one more thing you can add to your diet. Uh, you know that uh, that just could could make you a little healthier. So I love I love it. I love I love soy. I love all I every version of soy. I love it. And um, let me ask. I mean, seven and a half billion dollar market. So Karen. What advice do you have for operators out there, if, if any, or if, you, or if you want to just keep it all to yourself, you don't have to share, <laughs> but what advice do you have for operators who don't have any plant-based uh, menu items now, but they, they're thinking about it, they're listening here and they're like, you know, we've got to get more man boobs out there. Let's get more <laughs> soy products. How do I get some plant-based foods on my menu? Because I want to see more man boobs. What do you What do you got out there? What do you think? Well, uh, we got to put that myth to bed there, Shotzi. Okay. But forget that. No man boobs. I'm just kidding. There's no man boobs. Yeah. I've been eating I've been eating vegetarian and soy-based things. And I got to tell you, if I take my shirt off, beautiful boobs. No man boobs here. Okay. <laughs> What if, I, if I want to put some plant-based on, where would you start? What's the first couple of items you would do on the menu, seriously, um, as, as to, to kind of introduce your consumer base to plant-based foods? Look, I, I think we're seeing it in the marketplace. Just about everybody is typically going to go out and try one of the one of the new burgers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. And they've been around for a while, whether it's the Beyond Burger or the Impossible Burger. You know, they're easily uh, – uh, you know, found in all the distribution channels. Cause that's one of the biggest chan- uh, challenges sometimes with, uh, with plant-based is that there's such a small number of people using it. How do you get it to the restaurants? And so mm-hmm. those two are the easiest. So people start with burgers where I see people screw it up is you can either go all in or you don't. So you put a burger on the menu, but you put real cheese, you don't get a bun. That's, you know, that's uh, that's vegan as well. And so now you, you're going to just sit in the middle. I, I don't get that. If you're going to go in, go all the way in. Use just put a product in that's vegan. That's going to be, you know, if your vegan person is your veto vote, they're going to come there and try it. Uh, but if you go halfway in, you, it, I just think that you're making a big mistake. But that's that's my opinion. And uh, uh, but people continue to do it. We've seen McDonald's come in with McPlant, McPLT, come and gone, right? Beyond uh, Nuggets at KFC. Panda's got the Beyond uh, Nuggets. I tried that bowl the other day. Um, you know, everybody's dabbling in it. And I think, first of all, it's just an easy sustainability message, right? Because we all know the difference of plant-based agriculture and animal agriculture, that it's much better for the environment. And that's why people typically choose plant-based. But really three reasons that you, you see that first-time guests coming in. There's always been a catalyst. They've been to the doctor. The cardiologist said, you probably need to think a little differently about how you're eating. So sometimes that first catalyst is health. Secondly, the environment. This next generation is being raised on being much better stewards of the planet than we ever were. And then lastly, obviously, your animal uh, your animal compassion uh, people that just love animals and just can't understand how someone could actually, you know, kill an animal and, and eat them. So uh, we're, you know, it's really those three big topics that bring people in. But, uh, uh, you know, I just think as we try to figure out, you know, long term how we're going to feed the world, plant based has to be a big part of that going right. forward. That makes perfect sense. Shatsy, Shatsy, you ready for this? I was yep. listening to Karen give an answer to your question. Mm-hmm. I think I, I got it. Ready? Here it comes. Just made it up. <laughs> go big or go home. 
I love that, Jimmy. Did you coin that? I, I, I think I just did. I, I love right. it. Go I like big it. or go big, home. Go big or go home. No, Karen's saying, look. Native yeah. foods, new yes. tagline. Go, go, go big or go home. If, otherwise, you're just a tourist. Boom. You're just you're just a plant-based tourist, I tell you. If I you agree. ain't going bigger. All right, listen. I'm thinking we got a little bit of a theme going on here today uh, with myths. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with and keep running with it. In addition to native foods, Karen, you sit on several boards, including Cura Sushi and Checkers and Rally, to name just two. I think the general Jimmy, I think Karen may sell more boards than you. They may sell more boards than me. So, so <laughs> but here's, but I think there's a general assumption uh, that when it comes to board seats, it's really just LinkedIn bragging rights. And no one brags, <laughs> no one brags on LinkedIn more than, uh, yeah, let's say, I don't want to name names, but, but not Karen, not myself, but it might be the other person on this call, but LinkedIn this bragging guy. rights. Can you, can you share once again, maybe, or maybe, can you once again bust, bust a myth and share more about the work you do for the board seats that you hold? Yeah, sure. Uh, look, it, it's 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 an honor. And it's always, I think everybody always trying to figure out how to get on your first board, right? But the, for the way I look at it, I kind of to look at my, my career, I guess, is to say, and I heard Greg Flynn use this word once. He said, I'm in my learning years, and then I went to my earning years. I always said, I'm in my, I did my learning years, my earning years, and now I'm in my give back years. And that's kind of how I look at board service. You know, I think uh, I, I, my first thought is I want to leave this industry much better uh, than the way it was when I came into it. I want to make sure that people look at this, uh, the food service industry as a real career and not a stepping stone to something else. And I love this, I love this industry so much that, uh, uh, you know, I, I love to, uh, to be on, on boards and, and again, to try to give back. But if you do it right, I think the myth is it's a lot of work. We've all sat in a lot of board meetings over the years and you know the people that come in that are. I think you got you got like three types of board members, who people who just phone it in. They've not paid any attention to the the materials that you've gotten. You got the people who want to manage the company, and you got people who do it right um, that are really there to thinking that you know I'm, it's it's really a role of governance, right? It's a book. It's a role of oversight. Yep. So in other words, our job is to make sure you've got right the the right strategy. The right, the right financial budget, and you got the right leader that can that can execute it. That's our job, right? And I think people sometimes miss that, but it's a lot of work. I go to every board meeting incredibly prepared, uh, and to serve a lot of different roles there. If I wasn't an operator, and first first and foremost, restaurant operations are my favorite thing in the whole world. But uh, if I didn't do that, I'd be like Jimmy. I'd be like a finance guy because I love the finance side. Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, let's let's stick with uh, with board seats and, yeah. and brands. Uh, Checkers and Rally, you sit on the board there, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. And and that's a great now. And, and let's talk about tech and innovation. I understand that when it comes to tech and innovation and and Checkers and Rallies, where they pioneered the drive-through technology. That I understand was your idea. You brought that <laughs> to the board, and and they're like. They were going to Karen. This is why you're on the board. You're bringing you're bringing the ideas. Is this? Tell me that's true. And how'd you come up with the idea? 
Well, actually, uh, well, you know what? There might be a little truth to that, and I never really thought about that. There's a little <laughs> truth. I knew it was a little truth. Uh huh. You see? So, so tell us. So you basically changed the entire direction of checkers and rallies <laughs> business model, and you're on the board. I mean, you should be the you should be run that whole company. You see, Karen, you gave him an inch, and look what he did. He took three feet. I know. Feet. I know. I, you guys are like. I, I guess we all have a, some kind of. Yeah, Karen's gonna be asked to leave the board tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> If you guys have not met Frances Allen, she is amazing what she's doing at Checkers. And that leadership team is so cohesive. It, it is kind of funny you brought that. But, you know, I've known the guys over at Presto for a long time, Raj. And uh, and and uh, and I think Randy uh, had given me a call and just said, hey, can you introduce us to Frances? Uh, so that, okay, it was like a simple introduction. That's my only claim in that whatsoever. And, and the drive through technology. <laughs> but it's, it's so cool. You know, I hear a lot of brands talking about just because of the labor market. We all know that there's, what, 500 to 650,000 uh, restaurant workers that haven't returned and they might not return. So we've got Agreed. to find Agreed. technology solutions for that. So, you know what? I honestly, look, we've all been through the drive through I've worked in QSR for many, many years. Actually, it's nice when you go up and somebody answers you. I don't care if it's a if it's a computer or, you know, some type of an AI type of a product, the fact that I'm getting a response right away and they actually can understand what I'm saying and translate it and ask good questions, it's a win for all of us. So uh, yeah, they're doing some great work with that there. Yep. That's awesome. No, I dig it. And listen, um, I know from our past conversations uh, and from hearing you speak on the conference circuit, um, and, and you brought up even earlier uh, in, in, in the podcast, you're really a big believer in the give back, um, you know, that nurturing and supporting, you know, talent is, you know, on the top of your list of priorities uh, and to be a very positive and strong mentor and leader. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but but I do understand that that some or maybe even a lot of this stemmed, you know, from your own um, career and early in your career after, and I can't believe it, um, I could believe it, it was Shatsy, but you were passed over seven times for a promotion. Seven times you were passed over. Can you share a little bit of this story and how the experience guided you through the rest of your career? career? <laughs> you know, it, it is really interesting. I think, you know, it was earlier on in my career and, uh, uh, you know, it was the thing of that prolific time when uh, quick service restaurants were, were just growing like crazy. And, uh, I, you know, I kept putting my name in. Well, no, I didn't put my name in. That was probably part of the problem too. But uh, they, they just kept going for the next, the next director of operations, the next director of operations. And each time I kept thinking, oh, it's going to be me, right? And uh, so each time I would think, okay, are well, my restaurants the most profitable, you know, or am I developing enough talent? Okay, I didn't get it this time. Do I have the best food cost? I mean, I tried to think of every possible thing that would get me to the top of the list. And I remember walking in, I was like the seventh time. And uh, my my boss was there and he's like, hey, Karen, how you doing? It's going to be a great day. Back then we had to actually go pick up the paychecks on Saturday and deliver them to all of our restaurants. <laughs> but uh, uh, and so he was like, I, I've got some great news. And I'm like, hooray, this is it. I am finally going to get this promotion. And then he said, hey, Karen, there's someone here that I want you to meet. Uh, and once again, we're going to ask you to train him when he's done. He's going to be your boss. So here, me trying to be that like Ray Kroc. <laughs> <laughs> that was McD 
McDonald's. I know. Oh, but this I is Wendy's. That, yeah. Oh, I thought that's where we're going. Okay. I know. But no, I just like trying to, you know, I should have been nice and professional to my new boss. And I throw my hands on my hips and I said, are you kidding me, Ron? When's it going to be my turn? And he said, are you kidding me, Karen? There's not a person in this company that thinks you want to move up. And I thought, geez. Did you tell him you want a new car? Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, it's kind of one of the things where it was like, you know what? It's not the way the game is played. If people think you can put your head down, get great results, and just come to work every day trying to give it your best. Again, it's not how the game is played. You have to be an advocate for yourself. Yes. You have to step up and let people know what you want to do. And I think that was a big lesson for me earlier in my career to have the courage to speak up and say what I wanted to do. And I think that's part of the way that I've uh, been able to move up the ladder. And what I'm kind of story they give you? <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to take that story and I'm going to rebrand it as the John Cusack uh, story. I forget. Uh, Wade, was it Wade Dobler in Say Anything, Chatsy? Say Anything, right. Say Anything. Yeah, How did he get Diane Court? <laughs> How did he get Diane Court to go out with him? Get ready for it. Yes. That's right. Yes. Hey, you got to ask. Yes. You got to ask. And you know what she said, Jimmy? Yes. Said yes. Said yes. <laughs> and no one can believe it. You know, listen, it's a great story. And just sticking on the give back part, because, uh, you know, I think you touched on that. And talk a little bit about this this, this um, nonprofit that you started, uh, the Gleam Network. Give, a, give us a little bit about what that is and what you're doing at that nonprofit, uh, because it's really cool stuff. Can you just touch on that a little bit? Gosh, yeah. Thanks for even giving me the, uh, the opportunity to speak about that. You know, I think it's going to be one of the best things that I've been able to do in the entire in the industry since I've been around. All right. That was amazing. Thank you, Karen, for that. <laughs> it was amazing. Jimmy, it's really unbelievable Gleam is doing over there, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, next section. <laughs> I am not going to let that one go. I'm not touching that chat. I'm passing yeah. it right back to Karen. I'm yeah. passing it right back. Exactly. But Gleam is globally, it's got a kind of a mouthful, so it's easier just to say Gleam Network, but it's... Mm -hmm global leadership and mentorship enhancement. So what we try to do, and if you could think back in your career when you had that one mentor that made a difference. And one of the things that most people say is, why didn't I find that mentor sooner? You know, that I would have gotten maybe that sage advice that could have made a difference for me sooner. So that's what we did with Gleam. Uh, Sanjeev Rosden with Coffee, uh, Bean and Leaf. You've got uh, Teresa, Tressa Bowers from 7-Eleven. Rohit Kapoor, who was recently with Starbucks. Andy Hooper, you guys have met him from Hard yep, House. Sure. Uh, Low Middlebron from Reef, uh, and, and a host of others that have gotten together. And what we do is we pair mentors and mentees. And what we what we're asking you to do is help that mentee work on one big thing. That's it, one big thing. We ask our mentor to commit to six months, meet with that person one hour a month. Shotzi, they, and Jimmy, the the uh, changing lives part of it makes you want to cry. People get on there and uh, say, I was working on my one big thing. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. We had one person that, uh, here we've got someone on our board that was at Starbucks. And this was a Starbucks uh, hourly employee who ended up getting in the management program from his mentor from Gleam, you know. Or we had one person that was working on something totally different in each quarter, we have like a, a kind of a big Zoom get together uh, where it's kind of, we call it an all hands meeting. And we'll have several of our mentor, mentees get on and talk about what they learned. And the one lady got on and she started talking about my one big thing was something totally different. And she said, what I gained was confidence. If anybody would have asked me three months ago, four months ago, could I even speak 
to more than one person at a time, it wouldn't have happened. But I gained a whole new level of confidence that's going to take me wherever I want to in my career. That makes it all worthwhile. So, yeah, I'm going to try to get you guys to sign up and uh, and be a mentor. Uh, I'd to- love it. I'd love it. I love no one's ever asked me to be a mentor. Well, I wonder why, Jimmy. I wonder why, Jimmy. You guys both went silent on that. They're like, yeah, we know why, Shad. Yeah. <laughs> you both went immediately quiet. The bubble in my head was, uh, was I thought it was, I thought you were asking a rhetorical question. Yeah. I, uh, uh, but no, in all seriousness, I think that does sound very special. And um, and I'll say it right now on the air. Um, um, we would be honored uh, to get involved um, in Gleam. Uh, that would be network awesome. And participate. Um, this is an industry we truly love, um, and uh, and giving back to it is uh, incredibly important to us. It's one of the joys I think we get out of working with such young and emerging companies um, is to kind of see the world through their eyes and help them navigate. Um, listen, I wanna I wanna keep us moving uh, along. Um, I always enjoy this segment. Um, it's the talking back segment. Shatz and I uh, clearly started this podcast because we enjoy talking to people, and by we, I'm not French. I mean me. Um, but, um, but we also learned along the way that sometimes our guests have questions for us. So, uh, our producer created talking back. We, uh, offer our guests a chance to ask us a question or two, as we like to say, nothing is off the table. Karen, the microphone <laughs> is yours. I know. And I'm going to shamelessly, uh, kind of oh, stick boy. with native foods because yes. I, I, cause I have to ask you guys this, as, as you said, I'm operations and and financial driven and marketing is not my thing, but you guys are such creative guys. If you had to put together some kind of advertising campaign and I already heard from you, Jimmy, go big or go home, but how would you get non-vegans to come in and try a plant-based meal? What's your angle? What's your message? Yeah, I, I will take a stab at this, Jimmy. And what I would do is I would not tell them. I would blatantly lie to everybody and say that it is real chicken and real everything and see how that goes. Jimmy, what do you think? I, I, um, I'm going to say that's pretty bad. That's, that's, that's <laughs> don't tell them that's bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Idea, what do you bad mean? Idea. Don't eat one of those um, chicken sandwiches. What are the difference? I like actually, Karen, I think you have the points and then, and Shatsy certainly is more, uh, and with our marketing team, uh, out front and in, in throughout the industry. Um, but you hit on the points of the health. You hit on the points of the environment. You hit on the points of the animal rights. Um, we've had the privilege of, of dining. We have we own a bunch of restaurants here in New York. We've had some of our friends uh, join us, whether they're vegetarian or they're vegan. And what they try to make help us understand is that it's it's not always one thing. It could be a combination of things. But at the end of the day, it is the quality of the food that they enjoy and eating and the enjoyment that comes with it. So I, part of me would be is I think you guys – and I love the OG. You guys have an array and a menu and offering that is first and foremost, really good, really great food. And then there's enough choices that I think people can navigate whatever it is that's important to them, um, whether it's because they, of the animal issue, because of the health issue, because of the environment issue. But at the end of the day, if they're going to go to a native, uh, native foods, it's going to be because they get really good food. Um, so to me, I think there's you lead with the really good food and everything else is, isn't it great that this is what's going on, that this is what they're contributing to. But the lead story, and maybe this is what Chet meant to say, <laughs> is not the lying part. What well, do you mean lie? We, have, like really, we have really great food. And the fact is there are other benefits and whatnot that, that one gets to uh, participate and contribute to. 
that comes along with eating really great food. Just I really I, great I was, food. I agree with you. Just really great food. I think the um to, to Jimmy's point, the since nineteen ninety four, I think is really something you gotta hit home because you can't be in this business for that many years and not be serving high quality, delicious food. And I think that's what we all know about the restaurant business. Like, you know, Jimmy and I eat a couple of restaurants here in New York City that have been around since literally the 60s. And, you know, it's just if you're around that long, you got to be doing something right. You have to because pe- people won't come back if the food, if the it, it, you just don't last in this business. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the number is 85 percent of restaurants fail in the first year, something to that effect. So you guys are around for that long. You take that combined with not telling anybody that it's uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, <laughs> and I think you got a plan, right? So it's not really lying. It's just you're leaving that part out and just get them in there. Say we've been serving great food since '94. Really great after, food. Yep. Yeah, and that's it. All right, listen. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're leaving that with. And then I'm. Then other, other thing is, I would talk to Julie, our marketing genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's go to the the food service feud. We, we, we banged this out a couple of episodes ago, and it got such great response, we brought it in. So we are going to play the food service feud. It's going to be Jimmy versus Karen, and we asked over 100 billion people on LinkedIn. We put up a poll question, and we asked them what the most popular regional coffee brands are. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's play the feud. Go, Karen. Jimmy, jump in. Who's going to go first? Starbucks. Is that what you're it, it, you're gonna, it's, it's, I'm looking for regional, but you want to go Starbucks? That's not on the board. It's not on the store. That's not on the board, Karen. Jimmy, regional, I, regional, popular regional. I don't think Karen beeped in. I don't think she was, I didn't hear oh, that. Yeah. So I didn't hear that beep. So, by the way, so first of all, to kind of support my friend Karen, I'm going to bother you and say Dunkin' Donuts, but, or just Dunkin', but just to bother you because you said regional. So yeah. let me go with, uh, so let me go with, um, uh, Grumpy's. Grumpies. I don't even. I don't even know if that is a brand, but I think Jimmy just made that one up. Well, there's a there's a Grumpies by my house. <laughs> I think Jimmy just made up Grumpies coffee. Hey, anybody out there listening that wants a good coffee brand, <laughs> you can use the name Grumpies and give Jimmy five percent. <laughs> the answer. The, maybe we shouldn't go regional with this crew. Okay, okay. Just, to clear, just to be clear, just to be clear, the name of the place is Cafe Grumpy. And it is, it is a regional. Look, it is there is gr- Cafe Grumpy. We, right, that Cafe is a regional Grumpy. Cafe Grumpy. Well, no one's ever heard of it, Eugene. Okay. <laughs> All right, listen, the answers that we were looking for. The number one on the board was PJ's Coffee out of uh, New Orleans. Everyone knows PJ's. Uh, Blue Bottle Coffee. No, Blue Bill's Bottle. Bill's Coffee. I know they're no. out in uh, in Cali over San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, everyone goes crazy. And then, of course, Bluestone Lane, which oh, originated in uh, down in Australia, our friends yeah. down in Australia. And I think uh, Nick Stone, by the way, is going to be here next week on our podcast. Nice. <laughs> nice. By the way, by the way, you know, what that, you know what that's the sound of? You know what that's the sound of? That's, oh, the, sound, that's the sound of the food service feud segment dying. Yeah, uh-huh. I, agree. I agree. And this was the last food service feud segment. Karen that's, was on yeah. it. Thank you, Karen. Well, thank you. But Bluestone Lane was my second choice. I just got to talk to Nick on the phone the other day. My friend Amy Hom went to work over there as well. So. Uh, that's I'm going to do this one more time. Brand. All right, listen. Uh, buzz in when you want. Most popular regional coffee brand. Go. Karen, what are you going to say? PJ's. PJ's. Oh, 
Yes, fair enough. Listen, uh, you remember at the top of the episode, I asked Karen, or rather, I asked that, I brought the question, true or false, Karen convinced George Clooney to work a shift at Wendy's. Shats, care to guess? <laughs> this wouldn't come up with this question if she didn't, because it would really be a terrible. So I'm going to say, yes, Karen, <laughs> she did do it. Yes, she did that. Yes. Oh, gosh. All right, Karen, you're up. Okay, well, it wasn't an actual restaurant shift, but uh, the the story is is true. I was uh, setting up a town hall meeting. I was a division vice president for Wendy's at the time, and I was upstairs in a hotel in Minnesota. And uh, I was up there by myself, you know, hanging up the signs, ranging the tables and things. And uh, the the hotel manager said, hey, would you mind if we've got one client that uh, just needs a little privacy? We're going to set him up at the bar over here. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't mind. So he guy comes up, really good looking. I have to throw that out there. Uh, I give him Wendy's hat. He puts the hat on and, and uh, you know, moving tables around and hanging banners. I'm like, hey, is this straight? No, you, Karen, you, you need to move this. And so for an hour, he sat and helped me, like, arrange everything. <laughs> and at the end of it, we're going down the elevator together. My assistant walks in the elevator and she goes, oh, my God, that's George Clooney. And I go, who? <laughs> no, you had no idea? Uh, this was, I guess he was on ER back at the time. So I'm dating myself. Once again. I had no idea. So I'm sick about it even today. But wow, was he an awesome Wow, movie. look at you working with him. He had no idea. I remember George Clooney. Wait, Jimmy, his fro, he was in, um, what was that? He was with, uh, with you know, Michael, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, growing, growing Pains. Growing Pains, I yes. think he was originally on, right? I think yes. he was uh, Mallory's uh, boyfriend or something like that. <laughs> That's really dating right now. That's really dating ourselves. That's like 1980s. Well, listen, that is a great story. And uh, so he was kind of working at Wendy's. Yeah, God, what a nice guy, though. And nice you got him to her. You had no idea who he was. I did not. I do now. <laughs> I think that's why it all worked. I think it all worked that way. He, had you not, seen him at the bar, and you say, oh, my God, you're George Clooney, he would have said, uh, manager of the hotel, find me another private space. <laughs> find me another private space. <laughs> so can you call George Clooney now and ask him uh, to work at Wendy's or, 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 or at Native Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I just don't right. think that's going to happen. That but it's a, good, yeah, he was, it's a good story. He was story. only making ER money back yeah. then. Now yeah. he's, you know, now he's making, I don't know what Shats, kind of money. Shats, I swore you were going to say, can you call George Clooney right now and give him Jimmy's wife's phone number? That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was code. That was code. All right, listen, let's get into the branded quick fire because Karen's got to get back there and start running some of our creative marketing ads for Native Food. So she's That's got right. a lot of work to do. So I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions, okay? Don't think too hard. Are you ready? Yes. Favorite George Clooney movie? Mm. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, nice. That's a movie, and he was in it. <laughs> you wait. And you I think he was nominated for something. I think maybe you the Oscars. Pick that? Where? Uh, I th- I probably go like uh, what, uh, Ocean's Eleven or something like that. But I don't know, Jimmy. What would you go with? I'm going to change the name of the segment. I'm gonna, and the quick fire is going to no longer be part of it. It's slow <laughs> fire. Slow fire. Slow where fire. Where are you getting dinner from tonight, Karen? <laughs> well, we've got some influencers in town, so actually going to my own restaurant, Native Foods. Awesome. What's your favorite food city in the world? Chicago. Nice. Where is your favorite place to travel? 
Gosh, uh, Europe. I just went for my birthday to Munich for uh, Oktoberfest. Put on oh, the Dirndl. Oh. My husband had the later hose and we drank a lot of beer. Life is good. Life is good. All right. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a timed contest to complete a New York Times crossword puzzle, and we're talking about the Sunday one, the big one. Big okay? one. Okay. Mm. Better odds of beating. Wow. Uh, God, I always bet on myself, but Shatsy, since you knew that Sunday was the big one, I'm going to have to go with you. You beat me. No, no, you, I got like, you beat me. Look, I've got a streak you, going. No, no, I, I, by the way, I, I don't know, Jimmy, do you do crossword puzzles? Because I'm the worst at crossword puzzles. I, by the way, I'm so impressed um, that she actually, essentially she was saying she'd have a better chance of beating me and that you were better at this. And I was a little surprised, but I want to I'm acknowledge, shocked. I'm shocked, I'm shocked, but I I'm acknowledge, but I want to acknowledge I'm a fair and good sport. Karen did give the victory on this one to Shatsy. So I think my record- I, think, I don't uh, think she understood the question though, Jimmy. Yes. Well, <laughs> so I, think I, I think if I ask it again, she'd be like, oh, no, I would beat you. And well, that would be me. I, I thought I had to pick between the two of you. Although, like I said, I probably haven't missed one in 10 years. So, so I'm, she's saying she beat I'm, us both. I'm pretty you good. Go. I'm pretty right. good at that and the spelling bee. Look, I'm going to accept I'm gonna accept Karen's answer as is because that makes the score out of 86 uh, Hospitality Hangout episodes. Uh, uh, Jimmy 84, Shat 2. So you just doubled you just doubled your production here today, Shatsy. Well done. Uh, who would you I rather be? I don't do very well at least. All right, I'm here Karen, to make listen, you feel good. It's all good. We, listen, we want to thank you so much uh, for joining us on the podcast, on the hangout, and for all your great insights. Uh, we we very much appreciate all the hard work you and your team do uh, for the uh, for this industry that we love so much. Um, if you want to get in touch with Karen directly, please email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We'd be happy Happy to make the introduction. Um, and finally, to all our listeners, uh, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And the fact that you choose to hang out with us and continue to grow our subscriber base is something we value and we appreciate. And we thank gonna, you for it. Hey, Jimmy, I'm just going to throw in, first of all, if you want to order Native Foods or you want to find out on Native Foods, go to nativefoods.com. Am I correct? Yes. nativefoods.com okay and right now karen is so kind she's running a contest it's one of her uh the branded uh native foods first collaboration we are doing a marketing contest um for the best new advertising campaign <laughs> so please if you have an idea for the advertising campaign for native foods please send that in to podcast at brandstrategic.com we will then get it to karen she will select the winner the winner will get native foods for life they will eat native <laughs> foods for them and their entire family for life at any of their locations so i think that's extremely generous and all you need to do is come up with a really great uh marketing campaign for native food so thank you karen that is super generous we appreciate you uh doing that for our listeners yes yes i'm sure karen's board appreciates that and, uh, and just and just to help close the loop on that offer uh please uh, when you when you have your marketing campaign uh please call uh 1-800-555-5555 and they'll tell you how to submit it so you can claim your uh, potential prize um again i thank the listeners i want to make sure you all know that next week uh please 
please come back when we have our friend uh, and partner, Mr. Aaron Novishen, founder and CEO of Starbird Chicken. Uh, Aaron is also a legend in this industry. We enjoy him so much, and we think it'll be a lot of fun. You won't want to miss it. And finally, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on any of our exciting guests coming up in the future. So great fun, Karen. <laughs> uh, this is Jimmy Frischling. Is our, uh, is the Shatsy signing off our last, our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Cheers, everybody. Yep, cheers, Thanks, everybody. This is awesome. Thanks, Karen. All Thank right. You. Bye-bye now.